One in two women wear the wrong foundation. Which one are you? Get on the better looking side of those odds with Il Maquillage. Using AI, Il Maquillage virtually shade matches you to the perfect foundation. Their foundation has over 50,000 five-star reviews thanks to its luxe lightweight formula. And with 50 shades, there's a flawless finish for everyone. Take the Power Match quiz to find yours at ilmakiage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz. Consequence Podcast Network. This is the Album of the Week, a weekly series here on the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network that features an in-depth discussion on the week's most topical release between myself, the host, Dedrick Hendricks, and various staff writers. Last week's episode, we talked about the Black Album, which was reviewed by Lindsay Teske, the 13th album by Weezer. Obviously, they have a bunch of different colors that they've done. They've done the Teal Album. They just did the cover album. uh, Tons of them. So um, that was what we did last week. But this week, we got another fantastic one. And before we get to that, let's go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. Go ahead and scroll on down, leave us a review, and subscribe to this podcast. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are available. You can also check out our other podcasts as well on the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network. Just go to consequenceofsound.net, click the podcast tab. You have access to all of our great podcasts on the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network. On this fantastic week, we are reviewing the new album, Dido, and I am not a whole lot familiar with her i know she's big out in the uk first uh, introduction i got to dido was obviously the song stan uh with eminem obviously she did the chorus on that but we're doing the new album still on my mind which is just released today march 8th 2019 and we have the fantastic reviewer who has the great review up at consequenceofsound.net give us a follow on twitter i am at dc hendrix and i'll let him give his twitter because i don't memorize it off the bat but we have ren graves who was joining us on this podcast with the review up ren thanks for joining us again Thanks for having me, Dedrick. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and start off. Go ahead and promote that Twitter for us. Sure. My Twitter is at Ren, W-R-E-N underscore field, like a, like a place where you watch music and do drugs. <laughs> uh, so Ren underscore field on Twitter. Love it, love it, love it. Give us a follow on Twitter and obviously follow Consequence as well at Consequence. Um, And so let's go ahead and dig into this new album, Dido, Still on My Mind, which I'll go ahead and spoil. That is one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, Obviously, the song um, that is on the album. But let's go ahead and get to the lowdown. What kind of kind of introduce us and get us in the background and what precedes this new album, Still on My Mind, by Dido? Sure. So uh, Dido first broke onto the scene in America in a big way, as you said, on the Eminem song Stan, about an obsessed fan, which of course gave us the the great new noun to call all the crazy music fans on the internet. (laughs) And uh, uh, so she also had a couple of hits off her first album from 1999, No Angel, like White Flag and uh, Thank You, which is what uh, Stan sampled. And uh, she always was sort of bigger in the U.K. than she was here, which uh, I think says something kind of interesting about the difference between uh, the two music scenes or maybe, like, the two gatekeepers mm-hmm. for the music scenes. Like, like uh, uh, British gatekeepers or, like, American-style gatekeepers or American gatekeepers uh, maybe value different things, uh, specifically when it comes to sex. Uh, and American-style pop stars mm-hmm. tend to be 
younger and wearing fewer clothes and singing more explicitly about intercourse. And uh, British commercial pop acts do some of that, too. And you have, like, maybe British commercial pop acts with American-style gatekeepers like Simon Cowell and One Direction, where, you know, Simon Cowell puts together a group and it's five Abercrombie mannequins. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you also have artists like, like Adele and Sam Smith right now and, um, you know, Dido uh, since 1999 and, you know, now again, who are uh, incredibly talented and instead of being, you know, unbelievably gorgeous, they're merely very good looking. And in addition to like what you get instead of the when you when you lose that focus on sex is is you get these really interesting voices. Like Katy Perry is incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but uh, her career might look different if she had been born in in Britain. And then I think about somebody like 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 Aretha Franklin back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, who uh, part of her success was built around around radio, and she was, you know, also merely very good looking and not incredibly incredibly gorgeous. And I wonder if she would have the same success today. And I and I suspect that she would do better in Britain than she would here. And so so Dido's, you know, she does these these big commercial pop numbers. She she prefers simple melodies. She's got this gorgeous, haunting kind of ghostly voice. Um, she released a couple of hit albums, especially in the UK, in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Angel was in 1999. Life for Rent was in 2003. And then um, she started taking a couple of little more time in between albums. Um, and then after uh, Girl Who Got Away, which was her fourth album in uh, 2013, mm-hmm. she took a little bit of a sabbatical, and she hasn't been touring for a while. And uh, this is, in some ways, it's... A comeback album still on my mind obviously I, like you said as you preceded it the fifth studio album and the second album in a row where she kind of dips a little bit into the hip-hop sound a little bit uh and it, you mentioned that in a review a little bit of edm but i loved a little bit of the hip-hop and that's probably why it affected my grade so much you know i'm a big hip-hop guy i love my stuff um and she even dipped into that a little bit which i wasn't really expecting a whole lot of but she did a couple of tracks that kind of dipped into that um so let's kind of dig in this let's go ahead and let's get into some of the tracks that we enjoyed so to start off as i mentioned i loved a little bit of the hip-hop sound and i thought she did that on uh hell after this hell after this is gone when i'm home if i'm going to hell after this i'm gonna I really loved that one. Uh, I really yeah. loved the beat in that. Uh, felt like it had a little bit of the hip hop sound. And uh, another one, you don't need a god. You don't need a god to pray out You don't need a god. It was a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of EDM, a little bit of both in there. Love both of those, but. I'll go ahead and let you talk about the very first one opening track that you mentioned as well. And you can get into the rest of your good, but hurricanes. Let me not turn away from happiness. I pain just not to run away in my heart and in my head. Let me face. She does a little, it, it's not quite a bait and switch, but she opens with this, with a very 
simple. You know, it's like oh, it's just a gentle guitar and just her voice, and it kind of sounds like her, like her more traditional sounds. And then she's, uh, and then she starts uh, harmonizing with herself, and the drum kit slowly comes in, and then you get uh, these kind of staccato uh, scratches and and these repetitive looping samples, these kind of electronic blips that uh, sound almost arrhythmic at first and just start to build this tension. Mm -hmm. And so Hurricane really opens up all of a sudden and it builds and builds into this beautiful, quiet, raging storm altogether. And uh, in general, she does a really good job, I think, uh, throughout the album of... uh, setting up one sound and then uh, playing off it, undercutting it, finding a way to switch up the tempo or the mood. So the next one is, a, is a, uh, her first single off of the album, which uh, we could talk about, because as I understand it, you didn't like it quite as much as, uh, as maybe some other people did. But uh, then it goes into Give You Up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like As you mentioned, Hurricanes picked up, had different tempos in it, and she kind of set that up. And to Give You Up, I was kind of waiting on that, but I feel like it never really happened. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have this, the same build. And in a certain sense, I think that kind of uh, worked for me because Hurricane's also a, a long number, too. It's, it's, like, it's over five minutes, and, and there's a lot of ebbs and flows and swelling and receding. And uh, Give You Up comes next, and it's a little shorter. It's less than three and a half minutes, mm-hmm. um, and, it's, and it's much simpler. Um, it's also the, I think it's the only one that, uh, she had a bunch of help writing. Let me double check that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this is the one with the most writers on it. And mo- for the most part, she keeps, uh, she keeps it pretty small with just her and one other person. So Give You Up was probably the planned big radio hit. Yeah. And um, we've kind of talked about this on other podcasts, but you tend not to like those like <laughs> yeah. mathematically perfect radio soaring hits. That's true. And that's that definitely explains why I didn't care. I, I don't know how else to explain it. I just don't like the I like the ones that we don't hear on the radio. And that it's that's weird that that just so happens to be the only because that's the only track on here I didn't really care for. I mean, the rest of this, like I could go all day and talk about the ones I loved. I mean, I loved uh, yeah, some kind it of it goes on a great run after this. It right? does. Hell yeah. after this, you don't need a God like uh, take you home is pretty good. Yep, some kind um, of love. I love mad love. Are you like Mad, Mad Love? Mad Love is just like, oh yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like dancey. I, lo- I like the bit. synths. I thought it had a little bounce to it. I was wiggling my butt in my seat. I looked real embarrassing. <laughs> it's all good. Sometimes that's that's necessary. And I was kind of like that a little bit. Although this is a little bit slower and gave me different vibes. But um, some kind of love, kind of. I could see this one in a romantic movie. She found the records lying underneath the bed. All the songs she used to sing. All the songs she used to play All those words, those melodies And the promise of some kind of I just, I, I pictured a scene and this is probably what she was aiming for and obviously shows to the songwriting and obviously pays good tribute to her. Uh, very big kudos to her on this. But it kind of takes me into a movie on some kind of love, like a romantic movie where someone is like in bed alone, you know, just like just finished an argument or something. That's what some kind of love took me. She has a great dramatic sense. She's great at setting the mood, at, at getting those big, um, almost operatic emotions into songs that aren't necessarily loud. It's, it's one of the things that she's best at. 
Yeah, and uh, some of the lyrics that resonated with me, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this one going to be on the radio as well? I felt like this was the one that, if I would choose one, and this probably would be best suited for essential tracks, but I have a couple of more, so this may be spoiling, but still on my mind, I felt like was, I mean, obviously the album, but um, it, it just has the most single quality and just because of the lyrics i thought in terms of lyrics this was the most well-written song on the entire project what did you like about it um i just loved you know the sincerity in it you know the i'm sorry i let you down you know i'm I'm sorry you know something that everyone can resonate with we all apologize hopefully anyway we all apologize for things that we've done wrong and she's just like you know you're still on my mind you know i I just really loved that when the songwriting in it yeah it's not like like Bob Dylan lyrics, you know, where it's like super specific and no. her poetry comes more from like like finding something that resonates with everyone, mm-hmm. like those those lines that could sound cliched if delivered without so much conviction, but she just has tons of conviction, effortless conviction, conviction for miles and miles and she just sells the hell out of these songs. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So what did I don't think you even got into any of this. Um, so what were some things that you listed under your bad category? I said that one person's relaxing might be another person's dull. And I think it'll probably be too smooth for some people at times. Uh, it was almost too smooth for me. And I, you know, there's, there's not really a way to get around it with this kind of like, uh, you know, warm, gorgeous commercial pop music. It's not music with a lot of hard edges, Mm -hmm. but uh, sometimes the listening experience does a little mush together and one song bleeds in and maybe you go 30 seconds into a song before realizing you're listening to something new or you, you know what I mean? (laughs) However, sometimes the sounds mush together and sometimes it feels real sharp. And I thought my listening experience got occasionally a little bit mushy. Did any any songs in particular make you feel that way? Because I, I thought maybe some of the ones towards the end, like uh, "Walking By," "Friends," like around that area. I thought because I thought at yeah, the beginning, where, where at the, the be- individual songs perhaps are like pretty good, but the the collection of them in a row starts to bog down. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean because at the beginning I was like all in. I mean it was like it was a little bit of the hip hop, and then I felt like as the you know, as the project progressed, I felt like it started getting a little bit slower, a little bit slower. So maybe maybe that's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's also, I think, the general arc of a lot of albums is you put your, uh, you know, the, the more energetic stuff forward and your moody stuff later. And uh, it's hard to balance that artfully, mm-hmm. especially if a lot of it's slow and moody. Yeah, absolutely. But overall, we both um, gave it a good grade. So before we get to our overall verdict, what was your overall grade? I gave it a B. And uh, I don't know, sometimes it felt higher than that to me. And sometimes it felt lower than that to me. (laughs) And I just sort of threw my hands up. But I thought it was I thought it was solid all the way through. Yeah, I gave it a B plus. I went a little bit higher. I just really the beginning of this album. I mean, the whole first I mean, start off with hurricanes. I'm like, yes. I mean, the, the song was over five minutes and I wanted more. Um, I know. It's like, just <laughs> blow me over, baby. Let's do it. So I love the way that started. And then Give You Up was fantastic. Hell After This, fantastic. You Don't Need a God, fantastic. Take You Home, loved it. Some kind of love still on my mind. I was like, yes. And then, it, you know, after that, I was like, okay. I wasn't as big a fan of Mad Love as you were. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was okay. Um, and then after that, I kind of felt like, eh, 
you know, got a little bit slower after that. But I actually went a little bit higher because I loved the beginning of this album, the whole first half of it so much that I had to go a little bit higher with the B plus. So overall, what is your overall verdict with Still On My Mind, the fifth studio album by Dido? I think it's just a warm bathtub full of power pop. And I just want to get in, kick my feet up and relax. I, I hate to admit this. And I started admitting this last week and Lindsay was just cracking up at me. I think I'm starting to enjoy pop music a little bit more um, than I did. That's that's probably why uh, I think Michael Rothman and Matthew Mellis, I think they put me on this podcast to do that. Um, who are fantastic editors, by the way, at Consequence of Sound. Um, they put me on this podcast as the host, I think, in hopes to, you know, give me make me a little bit more of a fan of pop. And it's starting to get there. And this album, as today, I will I will say this March 8th, 2019. Dedrick Hendricks is starting to enjoy pop music. I feel like it's like an AA meeting. Um, but I'm starting to really dig it, man. I'm starting to, I had Weezer last week. I, I really like this album, Dido. Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite albums we've reviewed on this podcast. I really enjoyed it. And I honestly, like I said, I wasn't knowing what to expect from this. But I, that's why I went a little bit higher with the B. Overall verdict, just loved it. Uh, nice pop ballads on here, a little mixture of hip hop every now and then. I love it. It's, I mean, it's 2019 pop to its finest that i think uh from dido so what are you what are your essential tracks from this album uh for me it's hurricanes hell after this mad love you could talk me into a couple more you could <laughs> you could talk me into half of them probably you don't need a god uh i like to give you up but you know in in deference to your opinion we'll leave it off our essential tracks <laughs> You can have it on yours all you want, um, but it ain't going to be on mine. That's the only one I was like, eh, I don't know. It, was, it didn't really pick up. But, yeah, definitely agree on Hurricanes. Um, I actually have Still On My Mind, obviously, the self-titled from the album. Um, I also have – I actually had four. So I had Hell After This and then You Don't Need a God. Those are my four essential tracks from this album. Fantastic. You gave it a B. I gave it a B plus when a little bit higher. Dido's fifth studio album still on my mind. So, Ren, I know you're super busy, and I think we just actually got the notification for an upcoming album review. So you'll be on here again. Um, but go ahead and tell the folks and the fans of Consequence of Sound what you have coming up next for Consequence of Sound. Next week, I'm going to be reviewing Karen O and Danger Mouse's new album. And then the week after that, I'm uh, time traveling back to Madonna's Like a Prayer. We're going to be talking about that. Ooh, I'm hoping I'm not I'm not completely sure, but I'm hoping that's an album of the week because, yes, that's something. And that's what I really enjoy, too, about this podcast is being able to go back and listen to stuff. And again, I've mentioned on here, not a big fan of pop. So obviously I wasn't then either. But I would like to, you know, and, you know, invest some time into listening to a little bit of Madonna's, you know, earlier releases. But Ren, fantastic stuff. Once again, um, you're, you're turning me into a fan of pop, man. You're starting to get me there. Um, and you got a fantastic review up again at consequencesound.net, the fifth studio album from Dido, still on my mind. Ren, thanks for joining us today, man. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Dedrick. Thank you so much for having me. Fantastic stuff once again from Ren Graves joining us here on the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network, the Album of the Week series here on the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network. Again, I've been your host, Dedrick Hendricks. Give me a follow on Twitter. I'm at DC Hendricks. Follow Consequence at Consequence and follow Ren to search Ren Graves and you'll follow his Twitter as well. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are available. Just make us one of your favorites by subscribing and leave us a review. Scroll on down. Let us know what you guys are thinking of this Album of the Week where we review 
the most topical release of the week right here on the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network and Album of the Week. Consequence Podcast Network.